Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Footy live in 4K Ultra HD, only on Foxtel. Book your service today at Barrick BMW. Make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. That's right, it is Andy and Gazy. It's not Dwayne Russell who's generally here between 12 and 3 and does a wonderful job with Midday Madness. You know the drill, you call, you get on and we will uphold that promise. And today we've got a bit more time up our sleeves. So Keith, we want people good. to call and we will put them on. Ah, Good afternoon and uh, my word, there's a lot to, uh, to discuss, isn't there? Well, there is. All the goings on which we saw yesterday and some vitriolic responses in regards to... The test match and what it's doing to test cricket and the the, the pitch and how disgraceful it is. It's uh, and it's a lot of it. I have to say, although very emotive, I, I tend to agree with. It's not a great test pitch. It's garbage yeah, no, it, to the point where Andy, uh, the comment I made to you as I watched it yesterday, a top grade cricketer has just as much chance of doing well on that pitch as a lot of the elite superstars. Well, you need to explain that to me, please. Well, the picture that's so going saying, all over the place, it's a, a bit of luck. Up, a bug opening the batting at Glen Iris could go out and make the 60 that Usman Kawaja made yesterday. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, that, I didn't think that through. <laughs> that's a bit no, silly. But, you, but the point I'm trying to... Oh, I, hopefully you understand. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that through. No, but but the point I'm making, Andy... <laughs> Nothing against Glen Iris. They play no. in the ECA and it's a very strong comp. East Malwin is the one that the organisation I uh, apply. You have a connection or cricket I went there. Absolutely. I played uh, for East Malvern. Oh, you did not. I did so. When? Under 14. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Cooper. word, I did. Wicked Cooper. My mum needed a jumper specifically for it. Nice. Ah, nice. Uh, but, but Andy, yes. the point I'm trying to make is is that uh, there is so much element of luck yeah, there that is you've got to go through that's true. in order to uh, find the bat onto the ball. I'll tell you what, what and I, I speak on behalf of the suburban off-spinning cohort out there who thought you were giving the ball a good rip uh, in your local competitions, mm. but the thing never, ever mm. got offline. These are the sort of pitches that w- the limited off-spinners out there uh, who ply their trade in the burbs every weekend oh, of the summertime, yeah. this is the sort of pitch you'd like to bowl on. Of course Because you, you would start turning the thing and you'd be feeling pretty good about yourself oh, on this pitch. It's outrageous. Well, Matt, Matthew, Matthew, Coonham, Matthew Coonham wants to move to indoor. He well, said, I'm moving here. <laughs> I'm playing on this pitch for the rest of my life. But, but not only does it move at right angles, yes. it doesn't bounce more than 10 centimetres off much. the pitch. Well, that's not actually true because a couple of balls actually did early. Well, some of them were grubbers. Yeah. And Bob, can I just say this? The star of day one... It, well, I'm not sure he's a star. I mean, Kuhneman takes five for ten, so he's probably the star of day one. And five for ten is and, yeah, very... Five for 13, or it was. What was it? See, five for 16. So nice. it's outstanding. And he's the star of the day. And, and Aussie's, you know, 60 was pretty good. Mm. But if you're given 3-2-1 on the day's play, hopefully the boy Carey 
gets one vote because his performance behind the stumps I like it. I like what I'm was hearing. very, very good. I could not agree anymore in trying conditions. It's very trying conditions. <laughs> he was excellent. Uh, so uh, it was a good day. What are you going to cop? So we'll throw you back there in mm. uh, in a bit over two hours' time to Colo and the team and just doing a magnificent job. This, I, I heard, um, I think it was a text message that Jared read out earlier and he – the texter said, mm-hmm. in fact, I know it now, it was a bloke down in Tassie yes. who was listening to the coverage yesterday. And he said, there's something about the effects, the level of the effects that are coming through on SEN's coverage. Mm-hmm. And they are sharp. <laughs> and it, and it, it heightens the chaos of every single delivery. It, the bloke said, it feel, with the, there's something about the effects that are coming through on right. the SEN coverage. Makes it feel like there's a wicket going to fall every single ball. And I know what he meant. Mm. There's just noise and shuffling of feet and voices going left, right and centre. And it's very good. It's uh, good to listen to. Mm. No, it is. Um, uh, But that's purely just having a microphone and the atmosphere that out there is No, it's not true. It's not true? No, it's not. Because some settings of the effects mics... Uh, sharper than others. In fact, I bang on about this right. a, a bit back in the olden days when mm-hmm. I was a mere producer of stuff. That right. I always liked the effects, Mike, uh, particularly in, in footy, to be loud. Get it up. Get particularly it up. on TV. Get the thing up. Mm. But some TV productions seem to like to have the effects levels quite low. Mm. And I want to, I want it that to come into the house right. as much as it possibly can. Well, there's a balance in there somewhere, isn't there? Well, there is a balance. You want to yeah. be able to hear the commentary. Well, that's... <laughs> you know. Well, and you don't want to hear some bloke on the fence just swearing all day. No, or eating his no pie, that's true. You know, mm. so... Uh, anyway, if you've got any thoughts on... Uh, what, what, what are you going to cop? What do you want to see in mm. the first session today? Because... As good as yesterday was, the whole thing could be turned upside down in another mad hour or two. No, I reckon we put on another hundred. Well, let's be realistic. We want as many as we can. No, you want to be realistic. But yeah, yeah. let's let's say the last six wickets, we could put on another hundred and forty. Oh, Is that realistic? Well, they've put the first five have put on hundred and forty. So if we can just double that in the next, that's probably unrealistic. Well, our top order's gone. Yeah, so, you know, uh, or hundred or something. Hundred, it might be enough. Hundred's reasonable. Hundred and forty lead might be might be enough. Don't you think, Andy? Oh, well, it'll be tasty to see what they do after that. Because there was a touch of cavalier about the way the Indians batted. You know what you don't want? Like Michael Clark, I heard him speaking this morning. Oh, did he? He did. And he said, Carlos? Uh, listen, if, if if we have to chase down 80, mm. could be all sorts. Oh, now, how, how oh, outrageous. It's half full, isn't it? Well, it could be, it could be tough. But I, I can see if that pitch starts to deteriorate further... Then uh, 80 might be very, very tough to get. I think we'd all be uh, full of fear and trepidation if that was the case. Mm. We actually made the pitch look a bit easier. The further the, well, that's the day's play went on yesterday. Not about easy, but no, 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 easier, more manageable. Easier, I mm-hmm. said, Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did. Well, the ball was still doing a bit, obviously. But uh, look, give us your thoughts. What do you want to see in the first set? What are you going to cop? Keep it realistic. Don't don't say oh, I want Hanscom and Green to put on two hundred in the first session because that's probably not going to happen. But mm. if you've got a view that what you want to see at lunch come the start of day two, uh, put it out there and see how we go. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Kawhi's are brilliant though. Batted beautifully. Yeah, that King was I- special. Batted beautifully. King Island open line play King Island's Pure Links golf courses as opposed to gold courses. Your golf <laughs> courses. Well, they are gold, Andy. They are gold. There's no question. We're going down there on Sunday night. It's going to be magnificent. And the quiz today, it is the King Island shootout quiz. 
We're going to find out who's coming down with us, mm. which is going to be, be part of Team SEN. So it'll be head-to-head action. Correct, correct. Uh, and uh, what we've got, Andy, we're going to have eight questions. Nice. And whoever gets the most out of eight, if there's a tie, we go in overtime. I like it. I like it. Uh, St Kilda membership day, be part of history. Search Saints membership today, round three at the G. That is the day it all takes place. 150 years of Saints history. Where will you be? Get there at the G. Be part of the team. Um, St Kilda fans like it. They <laughs> love it. <laughs> Rod's found a few more because there are a few people who were asked on the temper text mm. recently. I want more. I want my club represented well, in Rod sound effects. I think one was um, who was it? What, what team is was missing? I remember no, that. I saw few, that. No, there's quite a few missing. Was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there yeah. one for Hawthorne in there? Or... Hawthorne are going to win. Yeah. Can you believe it? Hawthorne are going to win. I reckon he's cut that down to Hawthorne are going to win. No, one. no, That's no. Probably a bit no. Wrong. I like it. It's all beautiful if you're a Hawthorne right now. Too long. Just get Hawthorne again to win, I reckon. Uh, there's a whole people, a whole lot of people on the line. We're here for Berwick BMW, Fox Talent, Anytime Fitness. Why are you at the Fox Footy launch today, too, by the way? Because I'm here. Even the pipe, well, the pipes there. So apologies, too, by the way, on behalf of uh, Pipe's mm-hmm. band of uh, loyal and regular listeners. Mm-hmm. He, he's down at the Fox Footy well, launch Well, I'm supposed today. to be there. And they were bitterly disappointed you that turned I couldn't your back be on there. Him. No, but um, wow. no, I, I did not turn you my back bad, on them. You in the bad books? But unfortunately, I, I had work commitments, and they uh, oh. clearly, perhaps, oh. well, if they had to had the choice between the pipe and myself, we know which way they chose. Any big announcements down there tonight? Not that I'm aware of, other than it's going to be backed bigger and better. 4K. It's just if you're going to watch the footy, Fox is the place to watch the footy. Oh. It is. Uh, because of the, the quality and the how shows. Much, how much does it cost to have it? The what? Foxtel. Oh, I think you can get a, a nice KO package for around 29 bucks. 30 bucks a month. Something like that. Mm. Prices reckon. keep going up at KO, don't they? Do they? Got another price rise the other day. Oh, well, that, that's I mean, if you, if you can't afford it, there's free to wear on Channel 7, of course. Just tune mm. in and you get it free. Well, you get a lot of extra benefits. If well, you, you get uh, a bounce. Well, that's true. Of course. Sunday nights. Money well spent. 7.30 most nights or thereabouts. <laughs> After the footy. Mm. Glenn's in Tullamarine has jumped on the King Islands open line. Good afternoon to you, Glenn. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. I think what yesterday proves it, exposes it to admit that Australia doesn't have many good uh, spin bowlers. I think we have actually a lot of really good spin bowlers. The problem is that the Sheffield Shield wickets are probably over 10 to 15 years haven't turned. Um, actually... Uh, Kuderman reminds me a lot of uh, Jason Crazier. He was a guy that came into the test team with a very high bowling average in shield cricket, and he got eight wickets, which was a record on, on debut. He then um, played in a few more test matches that were not turning, and then he was out of the team very quickly. And then before you knew it, he was out of the Tasmanian team. So I really think it's time to have a couple of Sheffield Shield venues that turn, and then we can see you know, that there are a lot of really good spinners in the country. It's just they can't. Do their their, their uh, trade on on wickets that never turn. I think it's a good point. Well, do we have the balance wrong here in Australia in in regards to uh, turning wickets or its ability to turn across the board? Well, like, is that a is that something as a? Oh, well, Sydney's lost its personality. Sydney of, used to be the turner mm-hmm. here in Australia, and it's lost its it's lost its personality. A couple of drop ins here and there. They don't mm. they don't traditionally turn. 
uh, that much. Oh, the leggies can give it a good rip, but they don't mm. have, they don't really help the finger spinners. But as I much. think we all, Andy. I think we oh, all, it's a good point that Glenn raises. It is. Mm. But I think what I think you seen, should give him something too. Uh, my word, I will. Hey, Glenn, you're off to La Cabra. It's a it's a goat of Melbourne Mexican food, and you're going to be spending fifty dollars on us, La Cabra. It's a beautiful Mexican restaurant. Fantastic food. Hey, Andy. Uh, um, but well, I think we we all agree though. Yeah, you want the wicket to turn, but I mean, in fairness, you could turn it on what you know, at indoor. Mm. What we're seeing there, so that do we agree that that no, you don't want this? You don't want no, you this. Don't want this. There's this, somewhere. This is, no, no, this yeah. is no good. No, this is this is a this is a third. This is the third day Indian pitch. Mm. This is what it should be doing on. You try and sync it up for if you're good enough as a curator, but no, no, this one's out of control. But but having said that. You know, both sides batting. And there, as I said before, there was a touch of the Cavalier about a couple of the Indian innings yesterday. And um, it, well, I, yeah, the I, body language of the Indians, well, it seemed like they could get, couldn't care. I agree. I don't they disagree with off, that. They have a bit of a smile. And, and, and I thought, oh, well, they know themselves. The pitch, this is just outrageous. And, and the Australians But have come then out. when I saw the Australians come out and Spot do their on. thing... I thought, well, no, hang on a second. Mm. Perhaps a little bit more attention to detail might have been appropriate. And I think that's a fair thought that you had as you were watching it. Uh, Jeff's in Manor Lakes. Good afternoon, mate. Good day, guys. Um, yeah, I went to bed just uh, after Kawaja's dismissal last night. Good early and night. I must admit, I did, did check the um, score at one stage and saw Smith was out, so I thought, oh, Okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning where six or seven for. Mm. So to be only um, four, four down is pretty good. What I'd like to see today, and what I, you know, is that Hanscom and Green and Carey, we really need to be relying on them. Mm. Uh, I'd like to see Carey put away the reverse sweep uh, for this test. And I reckon, you know, if they can knuckle down like uh, what Kawadra and Labuschagne did. Uh, look, I think we can get a lead of 150 and then really put a lot of pressure on the Indians. Yeah. I agree with Clark that if we have to chase more than 80, we're probably screwed. Oh. Isn't that funny? <laughs> 80's going to be enough to win. Well, you just think what this pitch is doing now. Mm. And they're, even the offies were exploding it through the surface late in the day. So, um, Is it, it an yeah. absolute given that it that... It's going to get worse. It's is not going to stop. Turn, it won't stop. Turning. No, but is, yeah. it, is it is it a given that? Well, they do tend to deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, I think it probably is a given. Right. Yeah, Johnny's on the road. Uh, welcome to the program, John. Yeah, thank you, boys. Uh, I just want to um, just go back on that caller from Tassie that said that the cricket sounded um, pretty uh, pretty intense over the radio. I think I think SCN have done a, a fantastic job with the commentary and and the way they've sort of. Uh, with the game forward, uh, a lot better than Fox will have. Um, so uh, kudos. Mm. Uh, but uh, my point, guys, mm-hmm. is um, I think Test cricket has lost the plot a little bit. There's there's no conformity uh, across the world in most games. There seems to be, you know, grounds need to be similar and and so on. Now with cricket, the balls different in different countries. Uh, the the pitches are different all over the place. Yes. Um, there's just so many so many elements that too much is dependent on luck. And although, like this test, it's pretty exciting, but I don't really enjoy watching something um, that's, you know, dependent so much on luck. I might as well, I might as well watch a couple of guys throwing, uh, throwing dice. It's just not cricket. Mm. Well, 
I don't think that's. Uh, I think he is. Uh, I don't know whether I agree summarized with a, a lot of people's attitude. Yeah. When it comes to this, and not just the rank and file, the, a lot of the experts. If you look at all the cricket aficionados out there, that they have been scathing of what's being dished up. No, no, the pitch and, is, the, and and the detrimental effect it can have on the game. It's an unfit test pitch. There's no question about that. So that that's a given. I think everybody in the world would agree with that. Mm. But it's it is edge of the seat, high drama cricket. Feels like something's going to happen every single ball. Uh, so well, to, that's true. to that end, I can't. I, it just sucks you in. But what like like uh, the caller mentioned, it's it's something's going to happen because of luck rather than well, because of yeah yeah. I, again, I don't disagree mm. with that. But then you see someone like Kawaja bat the way he did. Well, you see. It. Labuschagne um, uh, soak up 100 balls. I mean, yeah. it's good. It's good stuff. Mm. Hey, Johnny, there's a round of golf for uh, you and three mates at Epic Arena. Beverages, immerse yourself in Epic Golf at Epic Arena in Newport. It's 19 minutes past 12. Oh. I'm going to make a very big statement. I'm going to declare something about a, a maiden winner at oh. Werribee yesterday. A thing by the name of Sailor's Book. Think black caviar mm. when black caviar brained horses. Think about black caviar when black ca- when Luke Nolan's looking around. There was no, no one, and, and the horse looked like it was going in second year. Fanning and wins like black caviar. Dashing Sorrel Rising, a hundred to go with Black Max. CR seven from nowhere. Sorrel Rising dashing stride for stride. They hit it dashing has just won it from Sorrel Rising or CR seven with Black Max all in photos. Terrific finish to the last a gap. Sailors book. <laughs> look. Oh, that! Hey, you went out on a limb. Hey, you I, saw something. Look, and you yeah, were wrong. No, well, I, well, I was disappointed yesterday. I, I didn't. I don't. Hey, think... all the good ones have been beaten. Don't worry about that. They all get beaten. Black caviar didn't have too many problems. No, and you said this was the next black caviar. I did not say. That. Well, you did. Uh, d- no, d- d- don't did we not hear it? To stoop. Think is... black caviar. Yeah. that's what he said. Yeah, I did say that. That's about the he... way the thing won its maiden, think Black Caviar. That's how easily it won its maiden. Well, that's trip. what I'm saying. You thought it was. No, no, don't. No, now you're just displaying your stupidity. I'm not trying to be a smart ass. No, no, you are. You are. If you if you're saying you that just... what I said was me saying this thing is as good as Black Caviar, well, it sounded that way. Well, don't be stupid. Well, it sounded like you don't said when proud. you said think Black Caviar. Yeah. I straight away I thought this is going to be yeah. the next Black so Caviar. So think about how the way the way Black Caviar used to win races. Okay. How easily Black Caviar used to win races. Right. That's how easily this thing won its maiden. Well, it didn't back it up. No, it did not. It did not. But I've got, Gareth, I bumped into G Hall earlier, Gareth. Yes. And now he's gone out to he's he's going to bump into the trainer of Oh, you're not happy with some of the No, work. I'm just going to get some clarification on a few things about the run yesterday. The jockey, you didn't think... I don't uh, want to say anything else. It sounds like you're alluding I, that there I, might have been... No, a, I may be talking through me kick. An error of judgment. Well, sometimes if you're on a natural leader, you shouldn't get, lead. Don't give up the lead. Mm. And then it didn't look comfortable trying to poke well, its did head. It, did it intentionally give up the lead? Well, well yes, it did. It, it did? Yeah, well, of course it did. If didn't, you, had, you didn't watch a race, so you don't, you don't know. But I'm just asking the no, question. No, it did. Yes, it did. So it intentionally, the jockey said, yep, you go I'll ahead. Because his 20 right. to 1 pop took it on. Right. And he said, well, I'm not going to burn all my petrol tickets here. I'll let this thing go. And then it didn't look – some horses don't like threading their way through traffic. Right, okay. And he didn't look that comfortable. That makes sense. He just didn't look comfortable. Right. Mate. I thought he was going to run a place, but anyway. Have you given up on it? Or no, still... I'm not giving up on right. it. Right, okay. That is the important thing. I am not giving up on it. Mm. I am sticking fat Good. with Sailor's Book. Sailor's Book. book.
Brett's in St Albans. Not happy with me. Brett, Shags, mm. Coco, why, what, what have I done? Ray, Ray, you know I love you, mate. You know I love you. But you're in my sights today. I hear a lot, lot of excuses and backtracking there. Drewy, yes. I'm one of the world's worst punters yes. in the history of the world, right? Yes. But yesterday I made two detours on the way home. Yes. The first was to the bank. I cleared out my bank account and took out a loan. The second one was to the TAB. Now, I waltzed in like a big dog, walked up to the counter. The bloke looked at me like I was a pleb. And I said, mate, each way... Sailor's book, right? The last. There we go. Seven o'clock. I sat on into the computer room, sat down, watched it on the screen. Yeah. Mate, I may as well have backed it to live. Sailor's book. It ran like a zebra. No. It sailed off into the peninsula. What happened, Ray? I may as well backed it to live. We weren't. Hey, listen. Brett. That's very good, Brett. We were a little disappointed. <laughs> and, you know, often these things, you don't know what had beaten. This is what we all said at the time. Mm. We don't know what had beaten its maiden. They may be no good. <laughs> but, but your then, trained eye. I've just never you seen You came horse. out with the word, two words, black no, caviar. this is what I said at the, to start all of that. I've never seen a horse win a race as easily as it won that maiden. No, oh, this horse is special. <laughs> this has got something special about yes. it. Yes. Well, there wasn't much special about his performance at Sandown yesterday, but I'm not giving up. Problem mm. is, it was only a benchmark 64, so. <laughs> Give up, mate. I'm not. Keith. No, go with it then. I'm not, gonna, I'm not giving up. It's still in the black book. Mm. Brett, I'm sorry. But we've, we've just taken away the black caviar comparison. I'm just. I won't be spruiking it the way I was. <laughs> the way I was prior. To yesterday's less than satisfactory performance in the last at Sandium. Trade is out for Ace Gardens. Australian may build to last. Let's get going with the caller, shall we? Pete's There's plenty of them. You call, you oh, get on. That's what it's all about, mm-hmm. Midday Madness. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Go, boys. Uh, you don't have to be an expert on everything, Coco. Just uh, stick to what you know. But anyway, <laughs> that's good. I don't know good if advice. you ever saw the uh, TPS uh, Hunter Valley on the weekend. What, mate? We uh, had Brett Collette on the show two days ago. No, there you go. He played like a gem to get into the, the playoff. Um, there were some players throwing up all over themselves to miss it. The highlight of the playoff for me was uh, there was a punter, pardon the pun, there was a punter in the gallery mm-hmm. the uh, last four playoff holes acting as an SP bookie offering 10s and 15s for the, the two in the playoff to miss putts. Uh, wow. How do you know this, Pete? It was on the, uh, speaking of effects, marks. it was picked up on that. Oh, so, blimey, Teddy. Well, that's uh, that's a bit old school. Is isn't that it? legal? I don't know. Between the two of them, they've missed uh, six birdie putts each, so he would have gone home with a pretty penny. Yeah. What? What? How did? What was he saying, Pete? Can you sort of take us inside the conversation that he's having with uh, with likely punters? Well, they're just lying out for putts, and he goes, uh, "Anyone uh, want tens on such and such to miss this?" And right one guy said, "Yes." He goes, "All right, fifteens to miss this one." And as obviously as it was going. Uh, Hole by hole, the, the odds were going up. Well, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? You know, I'm sure, not sure it's entirely legal, but uh, yeah, it's Australia, mate. We should be encouraging this sort of oh, behaviour. I don't think so. Uh, back in the day, mate, before you and your PC warriors got hold of the joint. <laughs> My PC you, We warriors. were a bloody great country back in the day with a bit of that sort of stuff going on around the joint. And then you got hold of it all. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh. Hey? Andy, I, I, 
can understand why there can be a little bit of fun when that those types of activities are Thank in you. place. Well, but you still haven't lost all of no, that. No, I haven't. But I, I, I also appreciate that there's a reason why there is some pretty strict regulations. And I, I, Nanny state. So the, you, you see no potential for any level of corruption with what you heard going uh, on there. Well, you mean the players getting involved well, they're corruption. hearing it. And there you've that, that, oh, that imagine is, if Lincoln Ty standing over one of those putts right. and he hears the bloke giving fifteen no, to make the putt and Lincoln Ty goes, hang on, stop there, sorry, Brett. Hey, I'll have fitty on that. I'm feeling good about this No, putt. but what I'm saying is it, it is right. Then you've got a story. Of course, but then it, you've got a yarn. We've already seen it with tennis and other sports that, that when players can get involved and they understand well, what's... you've taken a fair leap of faith here, mate. There's just a bloke with three or four of his mates in the gallery having a bit of fun and okay. now you're saying match-fixing. Well, I'm, I'm not you've saying it was... You've gone a fair way down the track No, here, I'm just Keith. saying it has potential for that. And I no. think it's very naive in your behalf to think that that wouldn't in some places <laughs> be an issue. We've got to get through these calls. Julio's getting a bit right. fractious in the stalls. Let's get to Adam in St Kilda. Good <laughs> afternoon, mate. Hello, hello, Andrew. Andy. 984... The Aussies, I think they docked at the Sydney cricket ground because they knew the West Indians weren't very good against leg spin. Bob, bringing mm. Bob Holland and the left arm pace by Michael Whitney because the Windies used to have a wild swing outside off stump. Yeah, yeah no, was, we used to do a bit of that. Well, no, even yeah. this year, what we saw up in Brisbane, was that a two-day yeah, test or Gabba, something? The Gabbers, the Gabba gets spoken about internationally. I mean, mm. We love it. But, you know, the, I don't oh, think everybody... I don't everybody... think too many people were happy with the two-day test. I don't think touring teams are all that happy about what mm. happens up at Brisbane. Thanks for your call, uh, Adam. Have a, great, uh, have a great Thursday afternoon. Jack's in Churnside Park. Jack, yo, welcome to the show. Right on, Casey. How are you, boys? Good, yeah, thanks, good Jack. That's good. That's good. I just want to uh, uh, respectfully disagree with the previous caller talking about that, you know, referring to Test Cricket's lost the plot. I think Test Cricket's in an amazing spot, especially this week. I mean... England, New Zealand, that was just absolutely breathtaking cricket. That's it really true. was. Right from the final final ball of the day. And, and then yesterday, albeit that pitch was, you know, there's landmines all over it. But, um, you know, cricket's built on a war... Test cricket's so unique, it's built on a war of attrition, temperament, patience, and a strength of character that goes over five days. And if that pitch was as bad as it seemed when India were batting, we would have been all out before stumps and they would have been five down already. That's true. So I, think the, I think the characters the Aussies showed last night, albeit, and, and, and against world-class spinners, Jadeja and, and Ashwin, I, I think um, I think right in the box seat to win this Test match. And uh, you know what? I, I was so, I, I'm so in love with Test cricket at the moment, considering the week we've had. I even turned on West Indies South Africa last night, boys. And it wasn't about eight. Very entertaining. No, but for a little while there, the West Indies were going all right, Adam. It was they, they collapsed in the end, but for their first three or four, they were going okay. They were playing some attractive, expansive cricket. So, mm. um, I'm with you, mate. Oh, it's at, when, when when Test cricket's healthy, cricket's at its absolute best. True. Oh, hey, you know what, Ads? Uh, what you want to give me a prize? Well, it's on the screen, Keith. Well, uh, you've won 18 holes. Is that the one? You've yeah, won right. 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart. Get mm. 18 holes of golf for two with drinks and a cart midweek for just 99 bucks. And that's all courtesy of the wonderful Club Mandalay. It's a beautiful course. If you're interested in going out and hit uh, Club Mandalay, I've seen it. I haven't actually played it, oh. but it looks beautiful. Clubmandalay.com.au. I know uh, Chris Golding was a member out there for a little while. I like to call him CG43. It's 23 minutes to one. Good point. And this is why I've got a problem with these conditions, because there's no way in the world that a spin bowler should come on in the six over. No way. Here in indoor... 
4.8 degrees. That's a massive turn. That's the sort of turn you'd expect day three. I mean, you've got to give the batters a chance, Ravi. You're judging players on their performances in test match cricket. Well, hello. Day one, day two should be about batting. Matthew Hayden, Solid. employed by the Indian authorities to be part of their uh, coverage over there at Star Sport. What was that? Um, what was that? Are you talking to, who are you talking to? No, are you. We're I, live on air. No, I know. I, well, I couldn't. What are you doing? It is. Oh, I know where you're leading to. <laughs> you're suggesting that perhaps he won't be employed there well, for much longer. Is good that what you're saying? Him, good on him for making the call, Matthew Hayden, because over there it can be a fairly sanitised um, pro the um, pro the locals uh, commentary. Yeah. Uh, so to be critical of the conditions uh, might come at some sort of some sort of personal cost. I don't know whether nah. that'll be the case. Maybe nah, they'll encourage him so. to keep going. But mm. I um, have thought so. It, if you're going to commentate on the cricket over there yesterday, Poor, as you see it, and you didn't mention the pitch and the fact that it was a substandard day one test pitch. Well, you're not doing your job properly. No, you're not calling it as you see it. Spot on. Mm. Justin's in Manor Lakes. He wants to have a chat. You call, you get on. You know how it works. This is Dwayne's slot. We're just filling. We are the custodians. Mm. You call, you get on. That's just how it works. And you don't have to talk about the cricket. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a biomechanist. <laughs> you can talk about anything you like. Take some big news in the AFLW too, by the way. Your mob. What have we done? Oh, yet to be f- completely uh, uh, signed off on yet, but... I believe there's two superstars in the Brisbane Lions, that powerful Brisbane Lions team. Coming the Hawks' way. Emily Bates, and I think Greta Bodie's going is, to join it. Is that courtesy? Bates is a superstar. Bates is a champion. Is that courtesy of the new rules where you can My go and basically poach players? Yes, it is. Mm. The PSP. It's all beautiful if you're a Hawk right now. Well, they, they will make a big difference to, to that football team, who were pretty good last year, the Hawks. So you add Bates and Bodie if they, in fact, do both come. Uh, that is a very, very good kill, and there's still more to get if you're a hawker. Mm. Uh, Justin's in Manor Lakes. Uh, good afternoon to you, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, I, I don't have to remember I called yesterday. Um, the obvious did exactly what they needed to do. Mm. Uh, like I said, the first two tests, a couple of them got fifers, but no one else sort of bowled with them. Yesterday, they bowled as a team, knocked them over just over 100. It was good, wasn't it? And it was uh, it was That's exciting it. for if you're an Australian supporter watching uh, our bowlers go to work, oh, no and doubt. the way in which it just uh, unfolded was a delight. And then it was backed up with some batting. Now yeah. we've been in this situation before, and we haven't been able to capitalise. So this next day, or this first, what we see from here on out, the first hour today, d- d- just have the radio on, even right. if you're out on the tools or in the car or doing whatever you're doing. Have 1116 SEN on because the first hour today is going to be absolutely critical. But I think there was some digging deep. I think there was a bit of, uh, listen, I know the series is, is for all intents and purposes. Well, the, the, trof- we the trophy's done, lost. but yeah, we can square right. the series. Correct. So uh, I thought there were, well, there were some really encouraging signs. Well, there's no doubt about that. Hmm. There's no doubt about that, Keith. They're all out for 109 and we're four for 156. That is encouraging. Positive. All sorts of encouraging. Juzzy's won a prize too. You're a bit slow on the old prize hey, uptake today. Juzzy, thanks for that. Uh, you've won a, the Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $44.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered. 24 hours a day. Thank you. I want to play a bit of a game with the audience today too, by the way. Well, yeah, I know how many people watched the uh, front bar last night. It's a, a little show on the 7 Network. Been um, going for the front bar. 
bar shape. Seven or eight years well, now. Well, a lot just, of them might have been tuning into the jump. They probably the were. No, they probably were. They probably were. They might have flicked, I guess. Uh, they probably were. Mm. We had Pat. We had uh, we had a couple of little battlers on last night. Cameron Smith and uh, Pat Rafter. Wow. You might have heard of them. Just a couple of little battlers on the bar show last mm. night. Cam Smith was live, was he? No. No. Oh. Well, he was in America. No. Not but- in the studio. But he was live. No, we pre we pre recorded oh, Cam right. Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is he got a problem with that? No, not at all. You sound like you were saying it for like. No, it's just that I knew that he was in America, and I thought, geez, he's got up early. No, no. Well, for he you did blokes. get up. He did get up early for the pre record. Right, he got up okay. at six o'clock in the morning to do the mm. pre record. Pat Rafter. Now, I often refer to you as the captain of Australia. Oh, thank you. Uh, and I think it's stuck. I, think oh, it's I do believe it's stuck. Bit of tongue in cheek when you say it. I think there is no tongue in cheek. I appreciate it. Then I am resolute in my sincerity. Appreciate it. <laughs> and you will always be the captain of Australia in my eye. Thank you. But I found your vice captain, mm. Pat Rafter. And he should, oh, be part of, he should be part of your succession planning. When, mm-hmm. you, when you die, <laughs> you should hand the reins over to Pat Rafter. Turned very sick. <laughs> and the way you're looking these days. Fill me up. And then all sure. of a sudden you've, you've had some health issues. <laughs> given me the... You've had some health issues recently, so you don't know how long you've got to All proven to be manageable. <laughs> Thank you. But I've got your vice captain, Pat Rafter. He is the nicest mm. human being I've mm. ever had the good fortune of meeting. He is exactly what you think he is. It just so, so I've got, wonderful human being. We've got the captain of Australia and the vice captain of Australia. Mm. We need three others to round out the leadership. Ash Barty. One. Well, there's one. In Barty goes without saying. Right, Barty. We need two others. Who uh, else should? Re- I'm not asking you. I'm asking oh. the audience. <laughs> Unless you See Judd. No, no, he's not in there. Um, he crips. Well, he could be. He's a very not that Juddy's not a decent human being, but he's you know a bit Wall Street journalist for my life. Yeah, he'll be okay. And yeah, he's got the he's got the he's got everything, Juddy. But Crip is a bit more a man of the people. So, uh, Jeez, I'm, I'm, I want Iguodala. No, no, he doesn't qualify. He's not Australian. So we need who else should be in the lead? If we've got Captain of Australia Gaze, mm-hmm. Vice Captain of Australia Rafter. Leadership group, let's put Barty in there. We need two others. We need well, three I reckon personal she's leadership. actually knocking on the door as captain, but anyway. Well, down the track. Maybe a bit of work. Give her a bit of time. That's right. She hasn't done all of the miles we'll, required yet. All that's right. it. Well, can I tell you a quick story about Pat Rafter? Mm. Just when you think Pat Rafter's as good as he can possibly be, mm. hang on there, Darren. We'll get to you in a moment. Guess what he's doing now? Well, I know. Because so, oh, I told yeah. you. He's living, he lives on this you know expansive property uh, out in the... Um, in the Byron hinterland, mm. got 70 or 80 acres out there, so he's doing okay. Uh, he and his miso drive around the local area and they see a lot of dead koalas on the road. Oh, that's no and, good. I know, because they wander on the road and they get hit by cars and trucks and there's a wild dog issue up there. The dogs get oh, hold of the no. Yeah, no good. So Pat Rafter and his wife have created a koala sanctuary on their own property. Oh, not, not, they don't want any, they're not doing this to look at me, look at me, and they're no. not opening up to the – they're not in Australia zooing it or mm. any of that sort of stuff. They're just doing it because they are concerned. They love koalas. Yeah. That's brilliant. How good is that? That is fantastic. What a bloke. Great to hear. You should lift your game. Otherwise, he will. If you oh, don't, well, I don't live out. Just pay your land tax for a start. <laughs> do the right thing. And just keep, contribute. Well, I would. Even though he I did, can't afford it now. He did live in Bermuda for a little while to avoid uh, 
Oh, there you it's go. Sort of some of his bits and pieces. Uh, is Sam Kerr, is, uh, she, is she sort well, of on the door? The, she's in the mix. She's in the mix. Young, in the, a bit young, but she's in the mix. We'll put her out. Mick there's Fanning? A, there's a whole lot of blokes on the line who wants Oh, it. my bad. Darren's on the road. He wants to get stuck into the indoor pitch or give it a support. I'm not sure which way he wants to go. But Darren, that's a great thing about Midday Madness. You call, you get on. Good afternoon, Andy and Andy. Uh, yeah, the dodgy pitch over there. It's about time the Indians got their come up and with the preparing shockers. But I think I know it's been, it's been spoken about before that maybe the visiting team uh, gets first crack at the uh, the series, the pitch. When they arrive, they they choose whether they bat or bowl first, and then it alternates from there. And that that should eliminate these substandard pitches being presented. The problem is, Darren, we probably level. we probably would have batted had we had first crack. No teams, for the last six years in India, the team winning the toss has batted. So we probably would have batted and we would have been in on that minefield early. So uh, it would have been a very unusual call to have first crack at it and then decide to bowl. So uh, we appreciate your call nonetheless. And others might agree with you. Uh, irrespective of what happened yesterday. Mm. King Island Open Line, play King Island's Pure Links Golf Course as Dave's in Geelong. A lot of people want to join in on the leadership group stuff. Hello, David. Andy, Andy. Afternoon, sir. How yep. are you? Good, Good mate. thanks, Dave. Um, yeah, just thinking about um, your new leadership group after Gracie, um, his retirement. Mm. Uh, Kate Campbell. Um, Kate Campbell. In and out of the pool, mate. Yep. Good call. Very good call. Good call. She's got kind of Prime Minister written all over her, mm. Kate Campbell. I could see her running for Parliament one of these days. Does LJ... I reckon Lauren Jackson's getting... To the <laughs> <April> <laughs> uh, he had his chance. LJ, does, uh, is she getting consideration? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's put in her in the mix. Book. Yeah, we'll put her in the mix. Hasn't no done doubt. a lot wrong. Justin's in Wandon. Who have you got uh, for consideration in Gazy, to round out Gazy's leadership group? Oh, I've got a couple. I was going to say Sam Kerr, but Gazy already said that. Sorry. Uh, yep. If, if you if you need someone that's from north of the border and you can pick between these two blokes, you can pick Jonathan Thurston's or Cameron Smith. Yep. Cam Smith. Yep. Are you talking Cam no, Smith, the, the golf, not no, the, the golfer, rugby, the rugby? No, the rugby league mm-hmm. player, I would have mm-hmm. thought. Okay, they're in the mix, Thurston's and Cam Smith. We're going to write all these names down. At the end of the show, we'll round it out. Mel's in Malvern. Who you got, Mel? Uh, Radar, Gazy. Listen, last night was great, the front bar, by the way, mate. You were really great last night, so I'm not trying to blow up your tyres. It was great. But anyway, as a Collingwood supporter, it kills me to say it, Kevin Sheedy. Sheets. Sheets. All right. Yeah, that's one that didn't come straight to mind, but I can see where you're coming from, Mel. No, no, it's in- done some tremendous things. And continues to do tremendous things. Not just on the footy park. What else? Oh, just the, the way in which he's introduced all the different rounds, the Indigenous round, the other... The farm round that he developed and the way in which he takes football into into you other said, I thought he said not football related. Well, that they, he's using football as a vehicle to promote right. other causes. Oh, okay, right. I know. Worries. So uh, it is football related. Okay. I thought you knew of some other stuff that he's doing that wasn't football related. I'm not aware. Well, you just said not football well, related. I didn't mean in that context. <laughs> Dale and Tim, we'll get to you. <laughs> we'll get to you on the other side of the break. <laughs> right, Gazy's leadership group. Uh, we're Paddy Mills. To I it. want to add Paddy Mills. Right, well, Dale and Tim are on the line. What if what one of those had to say that? Dale, good afternoon, oh, mate. Sorry. Hey, how are you? Good, mate. Good, who thanks, do you, Dale. Who do you want to throw into the mix? Well, you've missed the obvious one, which is Meg Lanning. She should be right at the top of the list, you blokes. Big chance. Good call. Big chance, Dale. Tim's Solid. In, Tim's in Berwick. Who needs to be considered for this leadership group, Tim? 
Oh, I've got a VC and DVC foyers, mm-hmm. uh, and both have definitely got runs on the board of sports people and great blokes off the field. None other than the last bloke to captain us over to a series win over in India in Adam Gilchrist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And your DVC from the AFL world is in a unique group, Simon Black. Yeah, two very. I don't mind that. Two very decent operators. Paddy Mills has still got, I think. Those covered. Jesus, it's a good list we're putting together here. Mm. We'll get back to this later on. I think Corey Homicide Williams is going to join us on the other side of this. Great to be here. Uh, There's no Corrington Williams at the moment. He's supposed to be here, but he's not here. Who do you have an eyes with this bloke? I mean, he's generally outstanding. Well, I'm concerned he might think we're on our usual time slot. And he might be thinking um, it's an afternoon. Well, it'll be, it'll be halfway through the first session where he'll be joining Adam Collins think, from the studio, then if that's the case. And I don't think Colo's going to be interested in what Corey has to say. Well, he'll be interested, but whether he's got time to squeeze him <laughs> in between just... deliveries is going to be the question. Hey, right? Andy, here's a, here's a beauty with our uh, leadership group. Oh, yeah, one three hundred. So in, in, while we wait for Corey, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. more time yeah. for you to call and get on. Well, it's a guarantee we provide. Well, And... Ange Postacoglu. Now, is, oh, he in the le- is he in the leadership group? Yes. Or is he? do we have a leadership group coach? You don't need a coach. I think you need you, a coach. You don't need a coach. You, Rafter doesn't need a coach. Mills doesn't need a coach. Lanning, Black, uh, all of them. Kate Campbell, Sam Kerr, they don't, Ash Barty. But it's like, it's like the All-Australian. It's just, just an opportunity to give one more spot. Put him in the list. There's going to be some good names that are going to miss out, bros. Okay. Ange Postacoglu is now in the running to be part of the leadership group. Mm. Hey, a bit of a scare down at Melbourne earlier today, too, by the way, training uh, mm. out at uh, Casey Fields. Jack Viney went down on a knee and was seen uh, some hours later uh, heavily limping with a, mm, with no. a knee taped up. Uh, he was sent for scans and um, Alan Richardson... AFL football performance GM at Melbourne has told their local uh, football club media operation, <laughs> the footy club media mm. team, we sent Jack for scans and pleasingly there isn't any significant damage to his knee. So we'll have a better idea of his rehabilitation progress over the next week. While he will miss this weekend's practice match against Richmond, we don't anticipate him uh, to be further impacted ahead of the season. Three games tonight, by the way, as the practice rounds ramp up. Hawthorne, Collingwood, Fremantle, Port, Brisbane, Geelong. Get to see your uh, first round draft pick tonight. Uh, young Mackenzie oh, uh, nice. gets a run around tonight. So Great. Uh, we, that'll be exciting for Hawthorne. Before we get back to our calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Can I ask you a serious win? I do a lot of serious stuff when we're filling in for the pot. Uh, brilliant news for Chris Fagan and the Brisbane Lions. Obviously, the uh, captaincy announcement yesterday, and it's been backed up by Brisbane announcing that Chris Fagan's um, extended his tenure as the senior coach for right. another couple of years out to the end of 2025. Before they did that, do you think they would have been keen to get some counsel from the AFL regarding whatever the potential outcome might be from uh, the kind of Hawthorne mm. racism investigation? That is an interesting question. I think that they uh, would have made their decision regardless. They would have made their own conclusions from their own internal investigation about his worthiness of the extension. And when you're looking at someone's well, it's extension... Highly, highly worthy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. From a, from a coaching perspective Correct. and yes. what he's been able to do. But they would also have got to know the character, know the personality. Mm. So... I think that they would have satisfied themselves that their that um, that their investigation 
would have been enough to say that that's the right decision to make. But I think you're right in that given the nature of the allegations that were put before them, that they would have had to look into it. And, and that would have been a factor, but clearly they've I, made their decision. I, whether it be Greg Swan, whoever, I reckon a phone call along these lines would have been, hey, listen, we want to extend Fags. You know, he's our man. We, you know, we're heading in the right direction. I know you, you can't tell us anything because you probably don't know in terms of, mm. you know, where the investigation's at. But do you have a sense? No, I don't think they would have asked the authorities. They wouldn't you have don't reckon they would have called any someone at the, off no. the record at the AFL? No. Just you don't, you don't think so? Nope. Because I think that they would understand that that would put someone in the AFL in a highly compromising highly position. Highly off the record. And, and I think that people within the AFL, as I understand it, mm. is that this is a... a, a the most transparently independent yeah, agree with all that uh, yep. investigation mm. that's going on. Mm. So I don't think that they would have even asked, but they definitely would have done their own internal mm. investigation and asked the questions and dug deeper on the issues mm. to satisfy themselves that the investment they're making doesn't have the potential to uh, to cause some problems. Or they would have a clause in there yeah, right. that yep. says if for whatever reason – uh, there is some evidence that suggests that you're not appropriate, then you will have to release you. There'd be some type of clause in there, I, w- I suspect. Along those sort of lines, yeah. Mm. Of course, I don't, at the end of the day, no matter what this thing reveals, the investigation mm. into the uh, allegations out of Hawthorne, the investigation out of Hawthorne, I think we are now at a point where, I know we shouldn't even speculate about what might happen. We'll just wait for all that to uh, come to pass. Um and it was interesting, wasn't it, that even Alistair Clarkson in the conversation he had with Tim the other night, he hasn't formally no. been asked to provide a submission yet. No, that, that surprised me. That and did he, surprise me. Well, it's March, for God's sake. And he did say that Fags, has also, as he understands, also hasn't been asked to provide uh, information. Now, maybe they're waiting. That's the process you've got to go through. Mm. They, they gather all those that have information about those making the accusations so they can present to those that have been accused mm. of uh, please answer these questions. Mm. Maybe. I mm. don't know. But it, but this was supposed to be wrapped up by the end of last year. But that's correct. And it's this is going to be obviously take a lot longer than that. And you wonder whether this is part of the delay in announcing a replacement for Gil McLaughlin, whether he needs to see this one through. This is not something I reckon you want to hand mm. on to a, new... a brand new CEO of the AFL. Listen, we're halfway through this, by the way. You can see it through to its conclusion. Mm. I wonder whether this is part of the reasoning. Tasmania and this yep. are two huge, huge issues in front of the game. True. I wonder whether they're going to try and get these to their end point before we find out who, who, who becomes the next CEO of the AFL. I wonder. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Johnny's in Taylor's Lakes. Might have a couple of nominations to be considered as we try to round out the Australian leadership group. We've got uh, the captain of Australia, Andrew Gaze. <laughs> Formerly, uh, last night it was announced that Pat Rafter has been installed as his vice captain. Mm-hmm. We need three uh, members of the leadership group. Gaze as captain has suggested that Ash Barty, he would like to have her mm. as one of the members of the leadership group. You're staunch on that. You, I hope she, she will be in the leadership group. She's in my – absolutely. I'm nominating her, and I trust that the committee would uh, – Well, you do have the – so you've have you've got a captain's call on this. Well, that's my captain's call. So you've, this you've, point, ch- you've chosen Barty over Mills. Ooh. You've, cho- you've taken Barty take over – two? No, you cannot. Mm. No, you've taken Barty over Mills, and that's okay. fine. John's oh, got, I don't think it is fine, but anyway. John's got a couple. In fact, I've got something to say to you and Corey about Paddy Mills later. 
Well, I see they're getting oh, eviscerated yeah, yeah, today against the so. New York Knicks, yeah, and well, he's still well, getting a DNP. I'm going to talk to you about it's that. DNP, Andy. It's, all right, I'll say it now. It's mm. time. Come home, Patty. Oh, no, 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 no. I think you've got to see out. What is he, 34? I think you've got to see out your contract. And How long has he got to go on the contract? He's got uh, uh, two more years. What? Two more, I think. He doesn't he's, want to be DNP. No, but Jacques Vaughan came out uh, and said they made these significant trades. We're going through a process, and in the last 20-odd games, he said that Paddy Mills will be presented with an opportunity to get back into the rotation. What, what does that mean? Well, and he said it, it. He said it. He said the rotation ultimately, right now they're looking at a rotation of 10, but he wants to try and get that down to nine. And uh, they're going through and exploring all the different combinations right now. They know what they can get from Paddy Mills, so they're buying some time for these others. But here's that they're losing. They are getting annihilated. The last so, time so, I looked, they were at 30 down so, in the third quarter against the Knicks. Yeah, they're getting f- and they're good. They're actually a pretty good they team are. in New York. Um, Jalen Brunson. He's a good player. Uh, NBL crowds up 27-year uh, high. Yep. TV ratings 46% up. Tick, tick, trending mm. in all the right directions this league. Mm-hmm. You want the momentum to continue. Of course you do. If you were, if you were the owner of, the, if you're Larry Kesselman, oh. are, you, are you making a call to Patty Mills's people? Oh, yeah. He would have made those calls many, many times over. But he would also appreciate that the uh, your career in the NBA I appreciate all this. You, you, there's a lot, a lot of money at stake. Well, correct. So, but that would that you've been sent a gift from a higher power if. For the NBL to get Paddy Mills back in this league, that would be a further game changer. What if we got Paddy Mills and Joey Ingles back at the same time? Well, you double the game changedness. It's it'd be extraordinary because they Is are they beyond of... just great players, Andy. Yeah, of course, they are tremendous citizens. Correct. They can are very articulate. They get the promotion of the game and uh, are wonderful teammates. Is there any? room in your brain, and it's a big brain in a very large head, is there any room in your massive brain to imagine that could happen sooner rather no, than later? Uh, not sooner. I can't see it in the next season or so. Okay, right. Because right. it's just too much money at stake for these guys, okay. Andy. all right. Now, the thing is, is that how long do they hang on? Because if if you say, well, it's going to be five, and all of a sudden Paddy Mills is 39... The game here is tough. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. The game about. here is very Don't difficult. Don't come back here and make a fool of yourself. No, and they, and he, they wouldn't put themselves in that no, situation. they're too good for that. Johnny's in Taylor's Lakes. Johnny, sorry for – we just got a little bit sidetracked with a few sorry, other Johnny. bits and pieces there, John, but we appreciate your patience. That's quite all right, Mr. Uh, Gaze and Mr. Mark. Um, I've got two nominations. Good. Um, of two absolute gentlemen um, – that everybody, I think, in Australia loves. Mm-hmm. And um, my two nominations would be uh, Bruce McAvaney and Todd Woodbridge. Very nice calls. Now, I don't know whether they've sort of... been going on with Todd Woodbridge at the moment. Her mm. and Mark Woodford have had the uh, big sort of public breakup. It is, isn't it? And, and it seems more coming from Mark Woodford because Toddy Woodbridge is... Well, he's an angel. Well, he is. He's a darling. If we're going to go down that track with someone like Bruce McAvaney, then I think uh, Hugh Jackman has got to come into the rotation. If you're going to go down it's that got track, to do with sport. Oh! Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's a, a wonderful Australian. Man. Well, that's true. Well, but if you're just going to open it to wonderful well, Australians. There's a lot of athleticism involved. Oh, in well, no, mate. But he's the not song and dance caper. 
you'll be asking for Fred Hollows to be in the leadership group next. Well, the great Australian, but I mean, come on, Keith, we draw a line at uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, surely. Yeah, you're probably right. I didn't think that through. You didn't really think that through at all. Actually, it came off the temperature. Oh, I thought ridiculous. I'd plagiarise it and it didn't work out for me. It's ridiculous stuff from you. But he's he's a wonderful citizen, mate. Well, there's no doubt about it. There's many wonderful, right. wonderful, wonderful Australians out there. But uh, I don't you know. know his sporting bona fides. Thank you. Alex is in North Lakes. Uh, Alex, good afternoon to you. Yeah, good day, guys. Um, the other day you were talking about a class action being taken against the AFL for concussion injury. Mm-hmm. And the potential use of waivers to get around it. There was Nathan Buck, mate. That. Nathan Buckley raised that with Jared uh, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Each state has comprehensive workers' compensation legislation, and this legislation ensures that um, employers are required to provide a safe working environment for their employees. And in the case where an employee is injured in his work environment, the provision of um, suitable compensation to the employee. Being entrenched in legislation, you can't have a, a contractual waiver to override the legislation. So the waiver is just invalid. So that's a, that was the that was the point we we wondered, Alex, whether you sign these waivers and they're all well intentioned and they sound like they sound like they should be a cover all. But if it if it, would would any of these waivers ever stand up to mm. ultimate legal challenge? So and clearly, you know, if you look at any sporting organisation mm. as a workplace, then based on the well, regulations and legislation that you're discussing, they, they, they might be hard mm. to defend. True, but they already do. They, they do sign away a lot of their rights with their collective bargaining when it comes to yeah. normal workplace practices. That is true. So there are now whether this overrides it when you talk about health and safety, but I think that uh, you can't change. Like, like we spoke about, and we're going over old ground here, but you, you, you're never going to eradicate someone getting a head injury when you're playing uh, collision sports. Certainly not. But it's what you do once they get them, and if you make sure you put in place the mechanisms to prevent it, which uh, which is an issue that's being raised right now. Of with, course, with Emma Grant, the former Collingwood AFLW vice-captain, she's launched a civil lawsuit against Collingwood after suffering prolonged concussion which resulted in her early retirement. Both uh, news organisations have covered this. Marnie Vinyl's story is the most recent that we're referring to. And um, 33 years old now, Grant, she's claimed a breach. So to the call that we just had, she claims a breach of duty of care by Collingwood as she was permitted to resume training three weeks after suffering a debilitating head injury during a pre-season practice match of 2020. She's claiming damages, cost and interest in the lawsuit, um, Collingwood say the matter has not been previously raised with the club, but the fact that it is now before the courts means it's not appropriate to make any comment. Uh, the age has previously reported that Grant had probably eight to ten significant concussions throughout her footballing life, but it was her last one in match simulation uh, that put her into retirement. Um, so here well, we, here, well, here we go. She missed that entire season. She did. Uh, and... Uh, there was a three-week period where that assessment has been made. Now, I, I can't believe that the at the AFL level, and that's why I'm saying I, I don't think that with all this that the, the biggest problem is with the, the top of the tree because you're going to have the absolute best of medical attention. And I can't – I find it difficult to believe that they would have said go back to, to uh, training – after that three-week period, without having that being ticked off. Oh, no, they I'm haven't just seen the coach said, yeah. oh, yeah, you look all right. Yeah, there would have been some sort of ticking off from 
the medical department, well, you would think. Well, all of this is now going to be tested in court uh, with the immigrant situation. Damn. So, uh, you know, it's terrible that she's had ongoing effects and, you know, that's no good to hear that that is the case. Um, we'll wait and see how that one plays out. 19 minutes past one. Hey, TV, TV review oh. time. What are, you, what are you looking for on the other side I'm of your... I'm coming very... I, I love this show. It's a positive review I'm about to provide with the White Lotus Season DOS. Hey, before we get to uh, entertainment tonight, sports update thanks to the good people at Simmons, the great Australian builder. Major upset this morning in the FA Cup. Talk to me. League two side Grimsby Town. Love this. Just love everything about Grimsby mm-hmm. Town. Defeated Southampton. 63 places between the two team, teams on the uh, on the tables, the standings in English football. And Grimsby Town have knocked Southampton out of the FA Cup. It's the beauty of the FA Cup, Andy, these Without types of results. Any shadow of a doubt, Keith. Mm. Uh, Sheffield United, Man United and Burnley also progressed to the quarterfinals. In the EPL, uh, that's the English Premier League, Arsenal dominant over Everton 4-0. Evident, keep an eye on Evident. Just keep an eye on Evident. Just don't let, don't go to sleep on Evident. That's all I'll say to you. In regards to, just don't go to sleep on well, Evident. I'm, I'm confused. Just what do you le- mean? Just leaving it there. Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, uh, bup, five points clear, Arsenal. Postacoglu. Oh, five points clear at top mm-hmm. of the table. Mm-hmm. While Liverpool overcame a tardy start, Mo Salah gets on the board again. Two 0 win over Wolverhampton Wanderers. And there's a few teams uh, just in the top four right now, the English Premier League. Tottenham in particular, Newcastle, one of them, a little worried about what Jurgen Klopp is doing Mm. with Liverpool in the second half of the season. Mm. Just starting to get their mojo Mm. back. It's 26 past one. Andy and Gazy's TV review. Well, they're going to tell me and they're going to tell you which show we should watch. Andy, I'm going to talk about White Lotus 2. Series 1 was really, really good. And what it is, it's based around a, uh, a resort. A resort where wealthy, wealthy people come and visit and they get into the relationships of certain individuals and it's... Uh, the premise of it is that there is a murder in both of them. The first series was held in Hawaii. The next one is held in the series two that I'm reviewing was held in Sicily, in Italy. And one of the, the great benefits of this, the the pictures you see and the, the view you get of the coastline there in, in Sicily, it is spectacular. And what happens is a whole bunch of wealthy guests check into a hotel and there is a murder and you you realise from the first series, first show that there is a murder, and then it takes you back two weeks or thereabouts, Correct. and you go through and you learn about uh, all the different relationships. In this one, there was two married couples, two wealthy uh, entrepreneurial types that come together. They're in the hotel. There is Aubrey a... Plaza, who's one of them, by the way, yes. is ten out of ten as an actor. And he's in a little movie as an aside yes. called uh, Emily the Criminal, which yes. is uh, go and watch it, and I might mm. review that next week. Well, the other thing is when you talk about uh, Aubrey Plaza, her partner in that is oh, Will yes. Sharp. Now, he looks like someone like Ringo Starr with his haircut and, and that, and he is one of the wealthy entrepreneurs in there, and they go away on a holiday with their partner, and the, the the relationship, the marriage, the the dynamics in that, the cheating factor, all that comes into play as a potential of maybe you know, one of the candidates for the murder. The other thing is, in both of them, 
they have the the manager of the hotel. In Series 1, it was played magnificently by Murray Bartlett. Now, we... We're in Australia. I never. He's Australian. Is he Australian or New Zealand? Ah, I think he might be a Kiwi. Oh, I, I thought he was Australian. Yeah, go on. Well, anyway, he was Doesn't there. Doesn't matter. He's down this neck of the woods. And he is a, a gay uh, owner, uh, uh, manager. manager. Now, similarly, now it was a Aussie. He's Australian. I beg your pardon. It was similar in this one. They had a female manager of the, the resort, and she also. And she also, we learned, was just going through and trying to discover her sexuality, and it's all part of it. Now, intertwined in this, the other part of the story oh, is this part. relationship between this generational relationship. You've got a father, a son, and a grandfather coming together to go back onto their and in, in, in research their Italian heritage. Correct. And they are also extraordinarily wealthy. And, and fans of the of um of the Sopranos yes. will be delighted to know that Michael Imperioli yes. is one of, is the, the middle of the three generations. He and he is this uh, guy, he's, mar- he's been married for quite some time, having marriage problems and his son's there because he, he's out there and he cheats. He's just a, a sex addict. Cheater. He's a sex, sex addict. addict. He's a sex in the, addict. In the, in the show. He's now, addicted to sex. And here, that's what usually <laughs> a sex addict is. Uh, but this is what happens, Andy. There are these two local Italian, uh, well, let's call them prostitutes. That's exactly what they, is are. That what they are. Ladies of the night. That's right. And they come into it, but there is a story behind each of these characters. And I, I guess one of the, the, the big stars of it is, um, now, Jennifer Coolidge is her name. Superstar. This is... Um, Superstar. Uh, what was his name uh, in, in um, American Pie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, uh, for, uh, the what guy, was yeah, her? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. she was the yes, one that... Um, yeah, what uh, would they call her? Oh, God. You know, hey, go on, get a wriggle on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was in that, and she was also in uh, Series 1. She was Correct. one of the few, I think, that has come over to Series 2. Mm. So it's a murder plot. It's about relationships. You get to see Sicily. It is a wonderful six-part series. They go for anywhere between 40 and an hour and 20, somewhere about, in there. The one thing about it, if I may mm. add one. Oh, you're welcome to. Just about all, none of, very few of the characters are A, without flaws, and no. B, 100% likable. Correct. There's all, they're all a bit fractured mm. and a bit... Mm, well, it also sure. deals, when you speak about Sopranos, it also deals with the Italian mafia a little bit. Yeah, it does a little bit. They go and ah, it's they... wonderful. Uh, they see a bit of that side of things as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's full of intrigue. Wonderful. It's full of emotion. Uh, the, the, uh, there's another little... Anyway, you've, gone I've, on. you've, I've given a, you've done a, a wonderful job. I've said enough. The other one that the mention is the Hayley R- Lou Richardson is her name. She's she terrific. is the assistant of uh, yes. one of these wealthy Jennifer uh, individuals yes. yeah, yeah, of yeah. her. Mm. And she gets a, develops a relationship too. And it's yeah. all about, well, I've got the good guy. Do I take the good guy? Is it really seems like a really nice guy? It's or do I go for the bad guy? But she's getting sort into of the weeds now. In You're that, really getting into the minutiae of it all. In now. that age where she's you got probably to decide. Can stop now. I okay. Yeah. I highly recommend it. If I there's five stars to give, I'm going with four stars for White Lotus two. Have you got two better than one? I have got two better than one. Ooh. One was solid. Stifler's mum. That's Stifler's it. Stifler's mum. Stifler's mum. The mum of Thank Stifler. You. That's it. Yes. That's the one. She's uh, yes. in this. Um, she is. She's series wonderful. as well. Yeah. She does a great job. She's funny terrific. lady. Funny. A bit annoying, but funny. Mm. 28 minutes to two. We're going to get a break out of the latest from the newsroom. Tell me what you think off the uh, temper text machine. At, thumbs gener- up or thumbs down? They generally do. Adam Collins are going to join us uh, to bring us to, to, to just set the table 
for day two in indoor. Mm. It is official. Adam Collins about to join us. It is official. This is huge for Hawthorne. Mm. Greta Bodie and Emily Bates are now officially Hawthorne players acquired through the PSP. They change Hawthorne's outlook and expectations coming into the season, uh, 2023 oh, well, season. you're the expert on this, no, but that's do. good news. No, outstanding mm. leader Bates uh, and Bodie a game changer. Mm. What enormous positions sp- are they? Bodie's a high half forward with mm-hmm. enormous speed and a, and, a, and a great goal sense. Bates is just around the footy, middle of the ground, sets the team up. Terrific gets for Hawthorne. So, uh, well done. Hawthorne are going to win. Daryl's Hey, on. just quickly. Go on. A, a lot of thumbs up. Five out of five, five, four out of five. Everyone's saying, it's, get on. That's no, great. It, it's a bit uh, of an aqua- take, it, it may take you an episode or two Stick if you start from scratch. It's worse. It you don't have to watch series one. No, They're completely different. No, but Stuart, start at one. The other good news is, I hear season three, there's talk that that'll be filmed uh, up on the Gold Coast or somewhere like that in one of the resorts up there. Well, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> Daryl's, uh, well, he's up on the Central Coast. It might be filmed up there. You never know. True. I, I, Daz, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, boys. Just uh, ringing up uh, the NRL gets underway tonight. Yes, it does. No, you're quite right. Yeah. Uh, so Storm and uh, Storm and Penrith, uh, Parramatta. No, Parramatta Eels. That's right. Who wins that one for us, Daz? Well, uh, there's a few out from both teams, but I reckon Parramatta might just get you guys tonight. Mate. Penrith's still the team to beat. They're going to be hard to knock over, aren't they, this year? Well, they are, but there's a few changes. So the Roosters seem to be the favourites at the moment. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. the new? How will the new team go? Uh, struggle, definitely struggle. They, they got no depth. Yeah, once you get past their, their top 15 or 18, that's about it. So, yeah, I reckon they'll struggle a bit. So. What mm. about the Storm? Yeah. What about the Storm? Because it's the first year, but everyone, just because their history, thinks that we're just, uh, we're automatic for finals and no problems. There's oh, a few question marks, isn't there, uh, this year, Daz? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Brian Pappenhausen being out, you know, for an extended period is not good. But, Huge. You know, you've changed a lot of the forwards. have gone a few of them gone to the Dolphins and that, so... But old Craig Bellamy, don't, don't underestimate him. He's a, he's a great coach. So. Hey, Daryl, they've never lost an opening uh, round of the season game under You're Craig Bellamy. In Are tw- you joking? I'm, would I joke about something like that? That is unbelievable. That is not something that I joke about. Never lost an opening round. Never lost a round one game under Craig Bellamy. That is extraordinary. It's it speaks ex- volumes to the preparation the man ha- puts into his team. And his ability to get his team in the right headspace right from when really? it really matters. Mm. Tay was in the right headspace yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Australian top order, having just witnessed a, a first session that could have had all sorts of demons rolling around inside their heads, watching what happened to the Indian top order against our spinners. It was, uh, you couldn't turn it off. Uh, the commentary that Adam Collins and Brad Sundarasan and the team were providing and will continue to do so here on 1116 SEM was absolutely compelling. And the captain of the commentary team joins us again just to lay the foundations for what promised to be an unmissable first session of day two. Colo, that was uh, that was a truly remarkable day's cricket. Yeah, still coming to terms with it, fellas. I mean, 14 wickets in the day. Um, the definition of a great toss to lose for Australia. I reckon, you know, if, if they win the toss, they're duty-bound to bat, as you do in India. You, you never win the toss and bowl. And um, that pitch was so heavily skewed in favour of ball over bat. Well, it might have been Australia all out 109. Who knows? But the fact that they got first opportunity, Kuhneman outstanding, the way he picked up Rohit Sharma at the perfect time, just when India got off to a flyer. 
that set the wheels in motion. Nathan Lyon turned the screws in the middle. And as you say there, the way the top order applied themselves, and, and not just the, I mean, I don't want to just focus on um, application. It was the skill level, especially mm. with Kawaja. He was just a, a sea of calm uh, amongst the chaos yesterday. 60 runs worth 160. And sure, it's frustrating that he was out not long before the close of play, and that precipitated a couple of late wickets. But um, 47 runs to the good on a day like that um, feels most significant. And, you know, last week they spoke a lot about not missing an opportunity, and they did miss one badly. Well, um, let's hope they don't miss a second one. So you, you gave the number 14 wickets to fall on the day's play. When India was knocked over in the 34th over, <laughs> how many wickets did you think were going to fall in the day's play? Oh, we legitimately thought we'd see Rohit Sharma bat again yep. uh, on day one. And I don't think that that was us being overly critical of the Australian side, more a reflection of the way the surface was exploding. Like, I've been critical of, of pitches from time to time, and I've been a defender of them at other times. I think the main determinant of that is whether the ball is exploding through the surface on morning one, and it was yesterday. So look at the ball that um, Lyon bowled to get Pajara. Not only did it turn square or even more than square, it kept low and shot through the surface. Like, that's not a, a competition between ball and bat. That's effectively a lottery. So it, it goes to how well Coley was batting. And I know Todd Murphy only took one of the 10 wickets to fall, but <laughs> his setup of Coley, I mean, it was Warn-esque. Mm. Uh, Murphy is just an extraordinary bowler already. Um, and even though it was only one wicket, Coley was the one man for India yesterday who found a way. Um, in, in much the same way that Kawaja did uh, later in the day for Australia. So um, that was a decisive moment in that first session. It was, and uh, I guess with Australia's performance, it just brings about a, a level of, of some form of credibility for this pitch. But it's been the comments by experts right across the world, they have absolutely eviscerated the, uh, the, the pitch. pitch and what yep. it's doing. Uh, where do you sit? Seeing it firsthand, how do you how do you rate it? And we know it's tough, but is it is it just beyond uh, a joke what the, what they've dished up? There's a few different parts to this, right? So batting in India until 2010, so it's like you know a dozen years ago. This was the best place in the world to bat numerically, like the highest average per wicket and that kind of thing. Since 2010, it's the worst place in the world to bat. So it's not a new thing that pitches are extraordinarily difficult here in India. I think we sometimes experience, like I've described it as hyper-dread, the fear of Indian pitches. We've seen them serve up, you know, the equivalent of roll-on garrosh before. <laughs> so we think that every pitch is going to look that way and play that way. It actually doesn't. Like Nagpur didn't do that. We, we got into this mindset before the first test that um, despite being tailor-made, and it was tailor-made, um, that it be unplayable and it wasn't unplayable India just played extremely well um, this is further down the spectrum though this is a pitch that um, is well according to Ravi Shastri our, our, um, our chief summariser former Indian superstar it's just too dry um, which lends itself to being um, a surface where the ball does go through straight away so it's, it, it was behaving yesterday as Ravi was saying more like you'd expect on day four not on morning one so you get the criticism there Rahul Dravid the Indian coach who was actually born here in Indore um, was out in the middle yesterday I got my long lens out at lunch I saw him talking to the head BCCI curator who will feel under the pump overnight with all the criticism and all the rest of it. And Rahul Dravid tends to keep his um, cards pretty close to his chest, but he, he clearly wasn't happy at lunch with India having batted first and fallen to 7 for 84 or whatever it was. So, mm. yeah, all, all, I mean, Gazy, long story short, you're right, there will be loads of scrutiny on this pitch. Chris Broad's the match referee, uh, and I'm sure all eyes will turn to him. In saying that, um, if Australia bat for a couple of sessions, uh, the conversation will move on. Mm. And what about the umpiring? It was that... 
it seemed like that they they were having a bit of a howler there for a little while. Is that is that just a product of the pitch? And it's a very difficult game to officiate. Oh, absolutely. Like, let's not underplay that point. Yeah. But um, like, let's 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 call it for what it is. Poor old men and had a shocker oh, yesterday. And right, you, you got to feel for it. This is his hometown. Um, the umpire's room here is named after his father, who was a champion umpire in this part of the world. So a really important day for him. It's only the third Test match ever in indoors, so the first he's officiated in here. And you know, uh, Richard Kettlebrough, the third umpire, spent more time talking on television <laughs> than, than some of yes. the commentators. Yes. Um, they referred. So, it felt like they were referring decisions, and there was two. Bold referred. You might have saw um, yeah. that the, the twice they sent um, balls up, uh, wickets upstairs that where balls had hit the stumps and they couldn't quite see what had happened. So it, it goes to the chaos and, and, and the panic to an extent that, that, um, that descended upon the ground yesterday through the first 32 and a half overs before India were bowled out and the start of the Australian innings, remembering that Travis Head was out uh, in the second over of the reply, and Marnus Labuschagne was bowled off a no ball the third yeah, time in again. the series. Yeah. That Jadeja, who oh. you know he has a, he doesn't even have a run up. He has a three step walk up, gets through his overs in seventy five seconds. Well, he's he's taken all four wickets to fall in the innings, twenty one in the series, and he's had three struck off from overstepping, one at Nagpur, one at Delhi, and then one yesterday here at Indoor. So uh, he's having a, a, an incredible series, but it could have been even better yesterday had he gotten rid of Marnus early on. It, it might be the case that India uh, are striving towards a first innings lead, but instead Australia 47 runs in the black as we start day two. Kai, just a little one before we let you go. Every run's going to be important. No extras mm. conceded by the Australians. Mm. 17 so far by the Indians, nine of those buys. And the reason I bring that up, I thought that was as good a day as Alex Carey's had behind the stumps. How big a factor do you reckon he was and how good a performance was that from the Australian Cooper yesterday? I'm, I'm so pleased you bring up Alex Carey. Uh, you, you're spot on. I mean, that stumping off Rohit Sharma, you know, they're number 27 and have hit six boundaries to that point. Yeah. And that has turned big and exploded through the surface and bounced. And Carey grabs it just in the webbing mm. and drags it down. And there's a really sharp chance that he takes off uh, Ravi Chandran Ashwin just after lunch that, you know, on another day, we've seen Ashwin, he has that has that ability to, to, to counter-attack. Who knows, had he got going there, along with Akshar Patel, they might have ended up with 150-plus, and it could be a different test match. So two crucial interventions from Alex Carey. And poor old KS Barat lets through all those buys, but to his credit, um, held his nerve, and late in the day took a great catch off Steve Smith from the bowling of Jadeja, another ball that turned big. So, um, yeah, a lot of focus on both wicket keepers. Yep, it's tough for umpires, tough for batters, but always tough for keepers in, in conditions like this. It's impossible not to be listening to it. Uh, keep up the good work. We can't wait for the first ball in a little over an hour's time. And uh, we've got our fingers crossed for a steady, I don't care how slow it is, just let it be a steady <laughs> a steady first session by the Australians, Colour. It's going to be great to listen to it. Thanks, fellas. Yes, all eyes turn to Peter Hanscom and, oh, and yes. Cam Green. They started well last night. If they can bat for an hour, an hour, um, it might be that um, Australia are away. Who knows? Yep, we'll be listening, mate. Keep up the good work. Adam Collins, Bharat Sundarasan leading the 11-16 SEN call team out of India, and it is fascinatingly poised. It's uh, a quarter to two. Well, I've got a Josh, Josh Giddy uh, triple-double watch oh, update. Oh, hello. They're playing against the, the Lakers. This is a big, big game. And uh, he's doing some mighty fine work, our man Josh Giddy. 18 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds. 8 of 13 from the field. So he's going along very nicely in 27 minutes of action. And this is uh, big for OKC. They're starting that. OCT. Uh, they're, 90, they're trailing it by 6 with uh, 10 minutes to go. 
They've just, I think, what are they, five games below 500, six games. They're trying to get into that playing slot, and that would be uh, nice for them. Uh, but it's they, they've dropped a couple. The last few, they've uh, they've dropped a couple, and Josh wasn't shooting it all that well. But he's bounced back oh, and yeah. very nicely. There's another triple-double hurt that we just need to keep an eye on. Talk to me. In the Boston-Cleveland game, uh, the man who probably will be the MVP of the league this year. Uh, has had, a chance. He's had 35 points, 11 rebounds. Eight dishes. So two more. Triple dub for you, Jason Jason Tatum. A lot of people saying it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, Now, he's hurt and he's been missed a couple of games. That'll affect his averages. Can I tell you, this will be no surprise to you. Can Mm -hmm. I tell you he's going all right? And you had him out of the Australian team. Who's that? On a technicality. No, I didn't. Matthias Theibel. Oh, no, I love him. Love everything about he's him. He's going very nicely. But, Andy, would you rather him or Bryce Cotton? Well, it's a know. tough, tough question. Well, I don't know. There's... Well, he wasn't going that nicely uh, with Philadelphia. He's recently been traded to Portland. Mm. And what happened was he, he, he was he almost halved his season averages from last season and had a lot of DNP's CDs, coaches', coaches decisions. decisions. Mm. So they've uh, offloaded him, and he's an elite defender. But you were telling me... He's starting uh, to knock down the three ball. Well, you were telling me that. Now, he's not a high-volume three-point shooter, but that's really what's been his uh, drawback since entering the the association. You need to have a look in the ad break for me and see what his uh, three-point percentage is this year. He's not not a high-volume shooter, as you would like to say. I just said that. But a very accurate one. You weren't listening to me. No, no, I'm saying to you, you thought he didn't shoot the uh, basketball all that well from outside the... No, uh, he hasn't hasn't been. I'm telling you, you you need to refresh your uh, considerations of Thibault because his numbers would suggest... That he is in pretty good shooting form this year. Well, you, well, go on. He's shooting at thirty-eight percent from the three-point line. Thank you very much. He's played fifty-four games. He's only averaging the three points a game. So, like you say, he's not um, he's not a high-volume uh, guy by any stretch. But uh, that's that's nice. Thirty-eight percent. Thirty-eight percent will get it done from the three-point line. That is very tidy. Don't you worry about elite shooters. Happy sixty percent of the time, it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cut yourself off, well, hang Rod. On. I've got another stat hang here. On after the break. Well, since he's been at Portland, Andy. After the break. 50. Okay. Uh, the mega Can quiz. You... It is the king of. Gazy, you've had an issue, mate. Just uh, some technical just, issues well, stop here. playing with the buttons because they're not, they're not your friend at the moment. No. The King Island Shootout Super Quiz. It's on after the news. You do not want to miss it. It'll be high drama. Mm. Only one. Only one listener can take himself or herself, but it happens to be him. They his. might want to take their competitor. Unlikely, unlikely. No, Would you do some, so. take some bloke you never met or take two of your mates? I'd what take are you going to I'd probably take you. You'd probably take your mates. That's what they're playing for. Mm. Flights, accommodation, a golf experience. Are like they that, the same never forget. As us? I believe that. I believe they are. Yes, in fact, they are. Mm. Uh, we're leaving on Sunday at night at 7 o'clock. A golf experience they'll never forget. That's what they're playing for. Mm. High stakes, high drama. Next. <laughs> Well, that can only mean one thing, that we're about to get stuck into the quiz, but I can see that we've got... It's a special quiz today. Oh, it is very special. But I can see we've got Don't call... call up. No, no, no. People can't call in and, and join in the fun that we normally have. No, sir. No. But I can see that we've got Michael from Lang Warren on the line. And No. Oh, no, he's not on the line. Michael's not on the line, but he was momentarily ago mm. because he heard that... That was an excellent impersonation. Thank you, very much. Thank you. Yeah, that was me doing that. By the way, that wasn't Rods. Mm. Well, the good news is, Do you Michael, have a go? you can have a go. It's pretty good too. Thank you, uh, Michael. You know what he's done because he called in and, and he identified the secret sound. We heard it. 
Well, you know what he's, he's won? Go on. He's won a round of golf for him and three of his mates oh. at the Epic Arena with beverages. Jeez. You can immerse yourself, Andy. Andy immer- and immense yourself. Immerse yourself in Epic Golf at Epic Arena in Melbourne's Go and get all the mints Very on fine suburb of Newport. Very fine. But uh, apparently it's a real treat. I haven't been there. Maybe we're going, we're no, we are. We go, we're doing, we are. We're doing, we're a show doing an OB there. from down there. And apparently you can play Augusta. We're That's playing it. Augusta when we get down there. Mm. All right, that's what we're doing. I can't wait. Well done, Mick. I love uh, it. I've done it before. Not at that. Not at uh, this particular uh, establishment, but I have done the uh, reality golf. Is that what it's called? Virtual. virtual reality. It's not virtual reality. It's virtual reality, isn't it's not it? not virtual reality. You don't play with a thing on your head. No, but it's that's not. That's virtual reality. You're not on a course, though. No, it's a, it's virtual well, it's a form of virtual reality. It's not. Lumo Energy Quiz. It's not? No. Lumo Energy Quiz 1. You sure? I don't know. Hmm. Energy deals with no spin. Switch to Lumo. No spin, just energy deals with Lumo Energy. Lumo Energy. Okay. I'm just going to keep saying Lumo Energy. Well bold Lumo. Well bold. Energy deals that won't make your head spin. Switch to Lumo. Now, I'm in your hands here, Keith. Well, the good thing is the runner-up won't go away empty-handed here. We know the grand prize is to come and spend a couple of days with you and me uh, on a golf course. On a couple of golf courses on King Island. Yes, uh, but the loser, the well, second no, place getter, yeah, yeah, second the place getter, supposed to lose, silver medalist, will get the uh, two hundred dollar ballpark voucher thanks to Lumo Energy. Then uh, what? You just jump on the <laughs> SEN website and you go to the section. What's it called, Andy? Yeah, the section. That section, yeah. and you'll see uh, other bits and posters section. It's called. Yeah, and you'll see uh, where all the different. Oh, you're, doing uh, well. it's good events. Sell. you're doing a good sell. Events that you Gee, go Who wouldn't want to do it after $200 this? $200 voucher. Hey, uh, so hey by got... the way, there are no losers here. No, no, none whatsoever. We've got two contestants. Shane's on the road. Good afternoon, Shane. How you going, boys? Yeah, going really well. You're going to be up against Justin from Heidelberg. Good afternoon, Justin. Hello, Gazy. How are we? Yeah, good. Oh, what boy, we have, I'm nervous here. There this is, is tension. Big. There I'm is. Nervous I'm nervous about reading the questions. What is going to happen? With, I've got eight questions. And if someone gets to... Uh, Whoever answers the most correctly. Okay, that's a better way to say it. <laughs> Probably more concise way to, way to say than how I was going to explain it. But this is... You need to understand this, guys. You jump in. If you get it incorrect... The next that your your opponent will get a chance to get good. it correct. So you just can't hog. No, the, no, good. No, you can't. Don't be a hog. So you can have a crack early, but it could come at the expense of your opponent getting the opportunity to hear the full question. Just the beautiful drama of it. Andy, you're going to be the judge. Oh, right of the buzzer of the buzzer. Right, right. So we need a buzzer. Shane, what would you like to use as your buzzer? Uh, Rebo. 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 As, as in Johnny Rebo, former. No, Rebo. I said. Ver- was it V? R E V O. Revo. Revo. Nice. Revo, uh, that's going to be your call sign, Shane. Uh, Justin, what would you like to use as your bus- buzzer? I'll use the birds. The birds. The birds. A bit long, Revo, the birds. But were you that, you're right, okay no, with, that, with that? No, I'm happy with that. No problem okay. at all. Yep, no, all right, no, boys, no a lot worries. at stake here. It's a general no sports question. So we've, we cover a variety of different sports here. Whoever wins Good luck, boys. is off on a plane. With us. Good luck, boys. Buzzers ready. Away. Which Indian top scored in his team's first innings total of just. That was uh, Revo. Yes. Holy 52. 
No, he had tw- he had twenty two, not fifty two. Still top scored. He did. But you didn't just, ask for the score. I didn't, but just don't add a little bit of mail unless you know what you're coming strong with. All right. I reckon I heard a little bit of assistance in the background there. So I reckon there's not not tap tap tapping. No, no. Have you got oh. anything? I reckon there might have been. Yeah, you, there's a little council going on back there. Okay. But anyway, it's, no, no, no. You're on your I'm own. On the golf court. Nice. Oh, nice. Golf court. Score update, Andy. Revo one, the birds nil. Question two. Which Australian bowler took the most wickets? Birds. Birds. The birds. Tournament. Now, that is incorrect. Oh! I'll I'll ask the entire question now. So stand by, Revo. Revo. Which Australian bowler took the most wickets in Australia's last series win in India back in 2004? Oh, Oh, my God. You don't have to. Um, no, he he wasn't playing. Um, stuck. No, it was Jason Gillespie. He had uh, twenty. That's okay. Revo one, birds nil. Question three. David King played for which VFA club before? Birds. Yes. Port Melbourne. Bang. Excellent. Birds one, Revo nice. one. Question four. Former Geelong captain and 2007 Premiership Ruckman, Stephen King, finished his career with which club? Revo. Revo. St Kilda. Revo two, Birds one. Question five. How many Grand Slam titles did Billie Jean King win? Jeez. Have a guess. Birds. Birds. Yes. Please. Two. Oh, look. No. Two is incorrect. I will identify the buzzer, please. Yeah, I didn't say anything. You chipped. I don't think I did. Revo, you get a chance <laughs> to uh, to answer the question. You get a free swing uh, at it. Twelve. Bang! It's extraordinary. <laughs> he got it right. Revo three. Mm. He's got one foot on the plane. Mm. Birds, one. Right. The tension. Cut the air with a knife. Question six. Birds, you need to really sharpen up. Take flight. Nice. The film, the film King Richard is based on the fuck. Birds. Please. Uh, the Williams sisters, Serena yes. and Venus. Correct. The birds back to Revo three. Question seven. Oh, gee Two whiz. questions remaining. It could be all over after we this. need a tiebreaker. Could be all over after this, Keith. It could be. Or not. No. Question seven. Jockey Stephen King won how many Melbourne Cups? Revo. Yes. Revo. Please. Three. Bill, this is no, a big moment a right huge now. Moment. A massive moment right here. Mm-hmm. Birds. I will go with, at a guess, most likely, I'll say two. Oh, incorrect. The only one won on Let's Elope back in 1991. Okay, question, well, question bir- eight. Give me the update, Andy. Birds two, Revo three. It's obvious. Birds needs to answer this correctly to All force right. it. Into a tiebreaker. Okay. We turn our attention 
Now, this is going oh, to favour one of the, the uh, oh, contestants. I can't, turn hang, our, on, hang on to me, Byron. My palms are so sweaty. We turn our attention to golf. Who won the 2009 Australian Masters Golf Tournament at Kingston Heath? Birds. Yes. Birds. That would have been, for 2009, it would have been someone like, I reckon, an Aussie. No. Oh, what? what? No. Uh, who is it, I reckon? you got five no, seconds. We need, we need an answer. Tiger Woods might have when he came there, perhaps, around then. Guessing. He's got it! He has pulled it out of the fight now, Gazy. Are we in tiebreaker territory you now? You got into any... some very dangerous territory there, Andrew. I, I, but How? It is three apiece, and we are going to a tiebreaker. Right, here we go, boys. Here we go, boys. Cam Percy nearly won that too, by the way. Would it have, is. Imagine if Cam Percy had a knocked over Tiger Woods. Ooh, boys. What a story. We turn our attention to the Olympic Games. Here we go. For the trip this is to, to King Island. With you and a couple of mates. For you and a couple of mates playing golf in some of the most spectacular courses in the world. And eating crayfish like there's no tomorrow. All on the good folk at SEN. Oh, well, I know where they're paying for all their food, are they? Oh, they're not. Probably buy your own crayfish. I oh, would have sorry. thought. But... <laughs> sorry. I... We'll get you down there. We'll give you a game of golf, but we're not going to buy your crayfish. Oh, we're not? Okay. No. Tiebreaker. <laughs> Olympics. Question nine. Mm-hmm. Away. At which Olympic Games... Did Debbie Flintoff King win a gold medal in the 400 metre hurdles? Five, four. Birds. Yep. Yes, birds. Five. 1988. That is oh, correct. The soul, 1988. Oh, got to be and if you saw that race. <laughs> Only just through her oh, shoulders and She was never going to beat the no Russian. Chance. Never beating the Russian Ishashenka or whatever her name was. Hey, Birds, uh, we're looking forward Skipenko? to catching up with you and your mates on our flight over to uh, oh, King birds. Island. Gee whiz, Jazzy. Unfortunately, Revo, you've come up short, but you still go. You don't go home empty-handed. You've got a, a voucher oh, to the value boy. of 200 bucks at Ballpark Voucher. Jump on the SEM website. Look at the Ballpark Voucher segment. Ooh. You'll see all the great events that oh, they drama. do. And you oh. get a, two, a $200 <laughs> voucher. It's a lot of tension. Oh, hey, Revo. I need a drink. Uh, commiserations, but fantastic effort by you. Someone. <laughs> no, I don't encourage that. Revo, are you still with us? He's flat. Yeah, mate. Oh, oh you're flat. I know you're flat. I can well, see it. Well, he's got it. some issues, I reckon, too, by the way. But yep. I knew this would be the end of it. But anyway. Well done, Revo. Revo. Congratulations. Well and to um, Justin and the birds. Justin, how about that? That's awesome, lads. Um, that was so funny because you're saying the birds, and it was the Bergs, the Heidelberg Cricket Club. Oh, <laughs> right. The Bergs. Right. <laughs> right, we need to finish off. Uh, we had a whole lot of callers uh, with nominations to round out the uh, All Australian Leadership Group. You're the captain of Australia. Pat Rafter is the vice captain. Uh, you had Ash Barty uh, uh, in your leadership group. That was my pick. That was your captain's pick. Mm. Paddy Mills has been added to your leadership group. Nice. And I hope this isn't seen as being controversial, but uh, Bruce McAvaney rounds it out. Who who do you consult on these decisions? Bruce McAvaney rounds it out. You just made your call, did you? So the All-Australian Sporting 
no, leadership well, group. You're all Australian. Is you're the captain? Mm. I'm happy to have Bruce in there. Pat, by the way. Ru- why have you got against Bruce? I'm, I'm doing nothing. You've got a lot Bruce. against Bruce. No, I don't. Seemingly. No, I don't. Yes. Pat Raff, the vice-captain, and the leadership group is Ash Barty, Paddy Mills, and Bruce McAvaney. Wow. It's an excellent, excellent team. Uh, and there's a, a severe apologies to Meg Lanning, uh, Adam Gilchrist, or, in fact, there's a late push for Ange Postacoglu. Mm. Show of hands, who gets in, McAvaney or Postacoglu in the leadership group? Uh, McAvaney, right, that, put your hand up, McAvaney, put your hand up, Postacoglu. Uh, Bruce, you're out. <laughs> Bruce is out. You're brutal. Big Ange is in. You're brutal. So the leadership group in dramatics. In what a dram- late omission. Dramatic stuff. No, 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 no. McAvaney out. Postacoglu in. So it's oh, Captain Gaze, Vice Captain Rafter, leadership group, Barty, hey, Mills, mm. Postacoglu. I know we're, we're, we're a bit short on time here. but Well, one we're of the running stories, out of time now. We are. One of the stories that uh, you brought to the table that I found very interesting was the whole Dwight oh, York is, situation with the A-League. And he's, um, what, he's removed probably about a month ago or yeah, thereabouts from MacArthur. From MacArthur. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, he's come out swinging in regards to the system and administration of soccer here, and he puts it front and centre as they were – Basically, um, doomed to mediocrity. Now, I'm paraphrasing here. Doomed to mediocrity because of the systems in place and oh, the administration that uh, we have in place and the structure of the A-League. He's scathing. He's saying we're not max. He said enormous talent in his country. Yeah. Based on what he's seen as a player and a coach. But it will never be maximised uh, while we have the structure that we have in place in our national competition. And he lays it out. It's, it's, it's stuff that I think most people mm. have probably discussed in the past. Um, but he's all about promotion relegation. He's all about the fact that the league's being implied at the wrong time of the year. It needs to be a winter league like it is everywhere else. And I think... But then, there, you're, in, then, you, then you, you're up against... Well, uh, well, it's okay. You just back yourself, mate. Okay. Well, that, I'm just... Well, let me... This is his quote. The A-League is just too much of a comfort zone because all the clubs are safe and it's just crying out for change. There is so much wrong with the game here in Australia and that's why the football is just really at a basic level when it should be far more advanced. Well, that's his, the final point's the real it, sting yeah. and the kicker and that's the one, isn't it? About uh, the salary cap does create that's a safe haven. That he's, and there's an agreement in place you mean because the lack of promotion and of course, relegation? The, the people who have committed to the 12 teams in the A-League, 12? 12, 12 teams in the A-League. The, the people who have committed to the 12 teams in the A-League know, mm. irrespective of the way they manage their clubs, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be around next year. They've, I mean, they've got plenty to lose. They're all playing mm. for championships. and So there's, there's inherent in that there's obviously great competition every single year. But according to a bloke who knows the game you know, uh, internationally and has seen... Uh, what the promotion relegation mm. model produces, um, he, he believes that this is one of the bill, big millstones around mm. uh, the, uh, domestic football in but Australia. Here, here in Australia, when you look at uh, uh, closed leagues, they're, they're the best. The AFL closed. The NRL yeah. is closed. Uh, the NBL is closed. It doesn't have a natural uh, pathway mm. based on a, a team's performance. That is true. And I think because of the entrepreneurial uh, expertise that each of these leagues have been able to lure into their uh, organisations, it's provided tremendous benefits. So there's pros and cons, I think, to both systems. I personally am a big, big fan of the promotion and relegation because what it, it brings more opportunity for, for others to earn their way 
objectively mm, mm, into mm. the highest level of competition. But I can also see other uh, um, other benefits for having a closed competition because teams are prepared to invest heavily on the basis that um, they've got a long-term future that they can we, plan for. We know where the, we know where the, 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 the roadmap for Australian football, mm. the A-League, is to develop enough clubs, enough viable professional clubs in Australia to have at least a two-tier competition. We, we, that's where we're heading, right? Well, uh, I mean, it's FAS. They're, they're yeah. currently trying to a, put together. That's right. I think they've actually asked for tenders. Submissions. And, and the clubs are going to have to lift their own um, standards of operation and all the rest of it. And uh, we'll wait and see how long that takes and what it eventually looks like. So they'll work their way to it. Um, but it's interesting when somebody like Dwight York, who's been out here and lived the experience as a player and a coach and has great international experience, when he puts all that stuff on the table, it's probably worth having to think about and see how the game uh, domestically responds to it. Mm. Uh, Shano. You know, is rugby, you know, rugby league in uh, the UK, Britain, mm. or well, I don't know if it's specifically to England, but is that a closed system, closed shop as well? Do they have promotion relegation as well? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't sorry. Know. Apologise, I shouldn't have asked you that question. I don't know, I'm not a big uh, Northern No, but I just wanted to know league. whether all the sports um, over there have that promotion relegation. Well, a lot of the basketball clubs do that in Europe word, because they they're owned by football clubs. Many so of them. that's the kind of model. So, the culture. Yeah, 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 It's yeah. almost the culture. The kind of is. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. My gut feel is that rugby league probably would have. Would be, yeah. yeah my, my, without knowing, oh, I suspect they probably do have a promotion and relegation model, not not that I'm um, certain of that. Um, Shano, who was uh, runner-up in the quiz, has just texted Julio. He's on the golf course. My game has gone to Shizen after that quiz. Oh, so sorry, Shane. He's trembling. He's nervous now. His, his hands are shaky over the six-footers, full of rage uh, and and uh, and um, excitement. There is promotion and relegation in the Super League. Yeah, I thought that would be the case. Yeah, so there you Hey, three it. games of footy to look forward to this afternoon, oh, just quickly. Hawks. Your man, Cam McKenzie, runs around today for the Hawks and CJ's back. Not gonna win. So, <laughs> Bruce is still up and about, even though he's missed out on the leadership group. Well, you omitted him. Bit to look forward to in these three games. Chairman of Selectors just said, ta-da, Bruce. Bruce out, Postacoglu in. Will Ashcroft runs around tonight. Brisbane taking on Geelong. So, a lot to look forward to there. And the middle game, Fremantle. V Port Adelaide. One. Put on your Superman cake. That's one for the locals. There you go. Nice work, Rod. Nice work indeed. Uh, that's it. It's been a joy. We're away tomorrow. We are. I think Julio's in tomorrow. Uh, we're off to the cricket now. Come on, Australia. Just get the job done for God's sake.